Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, spring training is in full swing, pun intended. My guy Cameron Maben made his Yes debut on Sunday. Joey Gallo is afraid of questions. And Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman should be embarrassed about what happened this weekend. But they are not embarrassed, and that is a problem. All that and more, next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gautzulius, host of the Locked on Yankees podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Monday, March 21st, the first full day of spring. Spring arrived at 11.33 a.m. yesterday, and we all rejoiced. Except for people with allergies, like me. There's a lot to discuss from this weekend. Some of it good, some of it bad. Before we get into it, you can listen to us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher. You can watch us on YouTube. We're almost at 800 subscribers. That's very exciting. So subscribe, like, comment, do all those good things. And if you have a smart device, you can tell it to play Podcast Locked on Yankees. So we're back to five days a week. I'm so hyped I'm actually wearing Yankee gear. This is very exciting. Baseball is back. In full swing, again, pun intended, and we have things to discuss. Mainly, not in the order that I said in the cold open, we need to talk about Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman because they were thoroughly embarrassed this weekend. I need to calm myself down before I discuss this because we're not allowed to say bad words on this show. Because, I mean, you don't really want people cursing every five seconds on a podcast. You might be listening with your kids or, you know, you don't want that. Oh, boy. So, some people woke up to the news, I think it was Saturday, right? That Carlos Correa signed with the Minnesota Twins. I woke up to that news because I went to bed early on Friday night. And I thought I was seeing things. When I checked Twitter and saw that, I thought it was a joke. I thought, there's no way. That can't be happening. He signed for three years. 106 million? I believe that was the number. How did the twins pull that off? Well, thanks to Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner taking Josh Donaldson's contract off their hands... And freeing up $50 million, the Twins were able to sign Carlos Correa. The reaction that you had to that news is the correct one. Don't let anyone tell you that it was not correct. You should be angry about this. It's absurd. It's absurd. <laughs> What? First of all, it didn't look like anyone was going to sign Carlos Correa. It almost looked like he was going to go back to Houston, right? 
I was fully expecting that because the Locked On Astros hosts were so convinced that he was going to go back to Houston. And I thought that would kind of be funny if that happened. I mean, good for Houston, but it would be funny after all this. Carlos Correa is going to get this much and, you know, these teams are going to go after him. And then that doesn't happen. So it kind of would have been funny if he had to go back to Houston. But the fact that the Yankees wouldn't sign him and then made it so the Twins could sign him... I'm still flabbergasted. It's more than 48 hours later, and I am still flabbergasted, gobsmacked, every word like that. I just can't believe that this is happening. And the worst part about it is the amount of jokes being made at Yankee fans' expense. I did not appreciate that this weekend. It's one thing for us to joke about ourselves, but it's another for the rest of baseball to be laughing at the fact that our ownership is this inept. That's the word, inept. What are you doing, Hal? Oh, there are budget constraints. That's right, I forgot. The thing about this is this would be bad anyway. The way this all went down would have been bad anyway. But then you have the guy seven miles to the southish with his billions of dollars not caring and just spending. Now, just because Steve Cohen spent a lot of money on the Mets doesn't mean they're going to win anything because they're the Mets. But at least he's trying. Hal Steinbrenner is not trying. There were all these names available. Nearly every one of them was attached to the Yankees at some point. Because they're the Yankees. And people expected them to go after at least one big free agent. Well, no, they bring back Anthony Rizzo. No offense to Anthony Rizzo. He's fine. And he's left-handed. So that breaks up the lineup a little bit. But you had Corey Seager. Marcus Simeon, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, who went to the Red Sox. That's the other annoying thing about the weekend. Now, Trevor Story could turn into a pumpkin coming out of Coors. You never know. And it wasn't exactly, you know, I didn't need the Yankees to sign him. But the Yankees are putting a lot of pressure on Anthony Volpe now because they're protecting him. They're expecting him to come up in a couple of years and be their guy. And this kid is going to be expected to perform like the second coming of Derek Jeter, just with better defense, hopefully. I don't know. That's a lot of pressure for a young kid like that. By the way, they issued number 14 for Anthony Volpe. I joked on, I think it was the Yankees account on Instagram, or maybe it was the S Network account about it being Pat Kelly's number, because I liked Pat Kelly in the 90s. And then someone kind of yelled at me and said, Lou Pinella. Dude, a lot of people won, a lot of people wore 14. Get over it. So anyway, that puts a lot of pressure on Anthony Volpe. Iser Kiner Falefa is fine. He sprays the ball to all fields. He's fast. He'll be fine. And I think the Yankee fans are going to like him. Because I think that he'll get on base with regularity. I think he will. He's just not going to hit home runs, which is fine if the other guys in the lineup 
turn things around. And that's the other problem. It feels like the Yankees are expecting the guys who haven't done well to just turn things around. And that's putting too much pressure on them as well. And another move was made this weekend. But we'll get to that in a moment because we have to talk about the fact that basketball is crazy right now. The NCAA tournaments, both the women's and the men's, high seeds are falling. Oh, no. High seeds are beating. No, wait. What am I saying? No. High seeds are falling to the lower seeds. I was right in the first place. St. Peter's, the Peacocks from Jersey City, beating Kentucky, and then winning again yesterday to make it to the Sweet 16. Hello. And then the women's tournament, same thing. It's... I. This is the best time of the year. And from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just college basketball or NBA basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. You should listen to Locked On MLB Prospects when you're done with our show. Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, including some names we may see on the field in Yankee Stadium in the not-so-distant future. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So speaking of moves made this weekend, Luke Voigt was traded away, which was, you know, the writing was on the wall when they re-signed Anthony Rizzo. He gets a fresh start in San Diego. He's going to be playing with a college teammate. And the Yankees get Justin Lang, a pitching prospect, a young pitching prospect who happened to be born on 9-11. Not just any 9-11, 9-11-01. Yeah, we're getting to the point where the kids coming up are going to be born in 2000, 2001, 2, 3, 4. Whoo, yeah, the getting old thing is just not fun. So anyway, good for Luke Voigt. I don't know. He'll, He'll get more playing time with the Padres, I think, if the Padres are interested in moving Eric Hosmer, maybe. We'll have more to discuss about this, though, because we're planning on doing a crossover with Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres. And we'll talk about Voight and we'll talk about Justin Lang and we'll talk about everything Yankees and Padres. That's coming up this week. And we also are going to do a crossover with Bryce Patrick from Locked On Rangers. And he's going to tell us about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa or tell us more about him. And then he's also, of course, going to talk about Joey Gallo because he loves Joey Gallo. If you've watched our crossovers. Yeah. And speaking of Joey Gallo, the Yankees social media team, they've been doing videos lately that are really funny. And they ask the players questions, obviously, and the players have to answer. But Joey Gallo seems to get panicked by these questions and very stressed out. He kind of seems like he may have been the same kind of student I was because I was like that if a teacher called on me because I didn't want to be wrong. And it feels like he doesn't want to be wrong when he answers these questions. And it's just it's it's hilarious. So the question the other day was, do you think there are more doors in the world or more wheels in the world? 
And some guys were answering this question emphatic, emphatically and right away. And Joey Gallo kept changing his answer and saying, well, do you mean literally every door, like race car doors, cabinet doors? Like he was just going through everything. And then the latest video that I saw, they asked every Yankee what they would do if they weren't a baseball player. Joey Gallo had trouble with this question as well. <laughs> he just seems very stressed. And it's very funny to watch him <laughs> in these things. And he is a great personality. And I think more Yankee fans would be less hard on him if they realized how likable Joey Gallo is. So just go to either Instagram or TikTok and watch these videos because he's hilarious. I like him. I said it on Twitter earlier. I'm going to say it here because I have to warn you that I think Joey Gallo is my new favorite Yankee. And when I have a favorite Yankee, I tend to defend them a lot. And I may even dedicate a segment to him every day or maybe a segment of a segment. I'll have to talk to Abby about that. And we'll have to come up with a funny name. Yeah, Joey's Gallows. I don't know, something. We'll, we'll come up with something. And yeah, it's going to be fun. We're back to five days a week because baseball is back. Spring training is here. Games are being played. And speaking of that, yesterday, Cameron Mabin made his Yes Network debut. If you didn't know, in early January... When news was coming out that different guys were, you know, Kenny Singleton was retiring, Cone and Kay were going to be doing ESPN games, not all the time. I was coming up with names of guys that I thought would be good as yes analysts. Cameron Mabin was one of them. I immediately got a DM from someone I know who works at yes and said, by the way, we had been discussing maybe reaching out to him and seeing if he'd want to do it. And then after the news came out that he was hired by Yes and that he passed his audition with Flying Colors because they have to practice calling a game, which makes sense. As Abby has said in past episodes, you know, these guys go through media training. You have to practice calling a game. They're not just going to throw you in a booth and have you try and know what you're doing right away. And I got a DM from a person at Yes saying, you know, you were right on the ball before most of us were by suggesting Cameron. He's awesome. He, he was awesome in the audition game, and it's going to be a lot of fun this season watching him. And he was great yesterday. It was – I was very happy about that. He looked totally comfortable in the booth with Cone and Kay. And let me tell you, it was, it was Yes's first broadcast, which was very exciting. And I know I was ranting in the first segment about – Hal and Cashman and this team not being what some of us had hoped it would be heading into the season. But as soon as the Yes Network music started, I got hyped for baseball. I can't help it. So no matter what this team does to me, I'm still going to watch them. <laughs> it's been over 40 years. I can't give them up. I can't. So good luck to Cameron Mabin this season, though he doesn't need it because if yesterday is any indication, he's just going to He's going to be fantastic, and he is fantastic already, so good for him. So yesterday's game, Luis Severino started. I don't care about how many hits he gave up. I don't care about how many runs he gave up. He was throwing the ball at 96-97 to start. That's all I was worried about. One of my friends jokingly said in our Slack, if he comes out throwing 91, I'm going to cry. 
He didn't have to cry. His first pitch was 96. His second pitch was 97. It was going between 96 and 97. Although I will say it was pretty funny because he started the game with a four-pitch walk and then a three-pitch strikeout. And I thought to myself, oh boy, I hope this isn't like a glimpse into the Yankees' future in 2022. And I hope the game result isn't either because they were down 4 nothing, then they were up 7-4, and then they lost 8-7 in the ninth inning because they gave up four runs. But it's spring training, and most of the guys who were in the game at that ninth inning, you don't know who they are. So don't get so upset that the Yankees lost a spring training game. And no, this doesn't really prove that they're going to be like this in 2022. We don't know. We don't know how anyone's going to be. You can't judge a team on paper. And I know people know this, but it seems they forget this. Okay, prime example, 2011. Okay, let's talk about this because I feel like this is happening again with certain teams. 2011, before the season started, most baseball pundits were predicting that it was going to be the Phillies and the Red Sox in the World Series. They'd made a lot of moves. Their teams were really good. And they just were a step above everyone else. So before the season even started, they were pretty much crowning the Red Sox as World Series champions. And then that crazy night happened. Game 162. You know, the Yankees allow the Rays to walk off on them. The Red Sox lose to the Orioles, I believe it was. And they're knocked out of playoffs, uh, out of the playoffs. And then I believe the Phillies lost in the first round. So you never know. Everyone's expecting the Dodgers to be the cream of the crop. And with that team, I would expect it too. With that lineup, I mean, with Freddie Freeman in the lineup, my God. <laughs> That's a scary lineup, AL West. I am not jealous of people who root for the Giants and the Rockies and the Padres and all those uh, Arizona because whew, I wouldn't want to play the Dodgers 19 times a year. It's bad enough the Yankees are going to have to play the Blue Jays 19 times a year and the Rays and the Red Sox. But thankfully in 2023, as I mentioned last week, that is not going to be the case. They are moving toward fewer in-division games and more games against everyone else. Every team will have at least one series against each other, American League, National League. I love that. The Yankees don't play teams like the Rockies and Diamondbacks enough or the Reds or who else? The Pirates. You want to see them play teams like that. I have to say in 2020 when they were playing the Nationals and the Marlins because everything was COVID related and they had to keep close, I enjoyed those games. It was fun seeing guys that you don't normally see all the time. And, you know, personally, I'm sick of seeing the Red Sox and the Yankees play 19 times. By the way, the first few weeks of ESPN Sunday Night Baseball schedule came out. The Yankees are playing twice, and I believe the first game of the season that's on a Sunday night they're playing. Boston Yankees, of course. First series, I believe, of, right? Because it's, yeah, it's the first series. And the Mets are playing twice. I think both times against the Phillies. So it should be interesting to see how that goes. What else is there to talk about? Oh, I know what we can talk about. We're going to talk about Bilt Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. And now they have Puffs. The first 
protein-infused marshmallow covered in chocolate in many yummy, uh, yummy, yummy flavors, yummy flavors. Those are the words I'm searching for. The churro is amazing because it's cinnamony. See, I could say that word and chocolatey and really good. And every other Built Bar is covered in chocolate. They taste as good as a candy bar. They really do. I am not lying to you. They taste as good as a candy bar, but they're good for you. So go to Built.com, look at the macros page, look at how good they are for you and try them. They come in amazing flavors and Built will come up with new ones. They'll try to make anything. And if they can make it taste good and make it good for you, they will put it out. So if you go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order and just browse all the flavors and you'll see they come out with special edition flavors for you to try. They come out with almost like a second chance where they bring back a flavor and you can try it even if they discontinued it. So many different options for you. So again, go to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off at built.com. <sighs> Spring training is here. I'm very excited about that. I was excited to see some of the guys, like I said, as soon as I heard the yes theme, I just got completely pumped up and thought, oh my God, baseball's back. Because a couple of weeks ago, I really didn't think it was going to be back. And it's here. And we have things to enjoy. Today, oh, let's let's see. They're playing again today against the Phillies. And I'm going to look at the lineup. Not that the lineup matters, but it's mostly regulars. I will say that. And Giancarlo Stanton is going to be playing in the outfield. So here, let's look at the lineup. Okay. LeMahieu, Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Donaldson, Hicks, Higashioka, Evans, Oswaldo Peraza, and Jamison Tyone is going to be pitching, which is good because they weren't expecting him to be back um, this early after his ankle surgery. So hopefully, again, he can give up 15 runs. I don't care as long as he doesn't re-injure his ankle and his elbow is fine and his shoulder is fine and every other thing that he's had wrong with him because he's had many injuries, hopefully he'll be okay. So yeah, Yankees Phillies. And I don't, I'm not sure if the game, oh, I think it is on yes. If I'm not mistaken, I think yesterday and today. Don't quote me on that, but I believe they are. And if they are, if it is, I'm going to watch it like I did yesterday. And oh, let me know if Maybe during one of these shows, I record myself watching a game. I don't know. <laughs> or if you want me to do a live stream of me watching a game, because that could be funny and we could do that on YouTube. That could be fun. It wouldn't even be like a normal podcast. It would just be a live stream of me watching the game. Although I don't know if I want you all to see how I to games because... As much as I like to preach Zen baseball, there are times when my Zenness kind of leaves my body and I get a little excited when I watch games. So, but let me know. Let me know on Twitter. Let me know in the comments on YouTube if you'd be interested in watching a live stream of me watching a Yankee game. Because, you know, the kids are all doing it. They all live stream. And uh, I know I'm bit older than that demographic, but I wouldn't mind 
doing it, it'd be easy to just set everything up and watch the game and we can watch together and you can we can do a live chat and we can talk about what's happening in the game. So yeah, again, let me know if you want me to do that. So I need to talk about the Hal and Brian Cashman thing again. Hal. <laughs> Hal Steinbrenner. Mr. Hal Steinbrenner. My message to Hal Steinbrenner. If you're not going to spend money to make the team better, what are you even doing? Why do you own this team? And I could say that to a bunch of owners in baseball who don't spend money. All right, I shouldn't say that. Hal Steinbrenner spends money, but he doesn't spend it right. And as I say many times, I'm still floored that they signed Cole. It seemed like a thing the Yankees would have done in the 2000s, but not in the 2010s and 2020s. Because what we've seen so far in the 2010s and 2020s are not the Yankees of the 90s and 2000s. And yes, they didn't win much in the 2000s, but they made the playoffs nearly every year, except for 2008. And they would go after guys. Now, of course, there were some instances where they'd go after old dudes past their prime, Randy Johnson. Which is how I, well, okay. I shouldn't say Josh Donaldson is past his prime because when he's healthy, he's good. That There's the caveat. When he's healthy. He's been healthy the last few years. But as we've seen with the Yankees, injury problems tend to follow people when they come here. So does Josh Donaldson last through April, injury-free? The Yankees sure hope so, but will he? And it feels as if the Yankees' front office of 2022 is like the Yankees' front office of 2005, 2006, 2007, when they would go after guys who were past their prime, spend a ton of money on guys they shouldn't be spending their money on and not on guys they should be spending their money on. Donaldson Correa. That'd be an interesting name. <laughs> oh, boy. If you remember the mid-2000s. They were eliminated in the first round. 05, 06, 07. Not fun. I was at game five in 07 against Cleveland. And that was the first time I was at a playoff elimination game that they lost. It was not fun. <laughs> it was also not fun because Travis Hafner nearly killed me with a BP home run into the first row of the upper deck in right field. But yeah, no, that was not fun to witness. 2005, my biggest memory, Bubba Crosby and Gary Sheffield right? Crashing into each other in the wall in Anaheim. <laughs> yeah, 2006, that rain delay. The Yankees are always screwed by a rain delay. They were screwed by a rain delay in 2011, too, against the Tigers. And it was 20, uh, 20, 2006 against the Tigers, they were screwed by a rain delay. Unbelievable. But yeah, I feel like the 2020 Yankees so far they're behaving like the mid-2000 Yankees, and it's not fun. 
it's not fun. These teams should be built to go deep into the playoffs, not just make the playoffs, okay? Because Brian Cashman seems to be building the team just to make it in the playoffs and thinking, oh, it's a crapshoot. Anyone can win the playoffs. That's not how it works. It can work, but that's not how it works. And it shouldn't work that way for the Yankees. They should be spending money, more money, better money. Oh, speaking of Stanton, let's go back to the lineup. He's playing in the outfield. Did I mention that? I believe Judge is the DH. So LeMay, who's playing second. And Stanton is playing the outfield. So crush fingers that he's okay. But I like that he's playing the outfield because he seems to hit better when you play him more instead of being a full-time DH. So don't push it too hard, Aaron Boone, but also don't pull back too much. Because whew, if we could get a repeat of Giancarlo Stanton last season, that would be great. And that would help the Yankees immensely. So let's, let's all cross our fingers that that happens. So coming up this week, crossovers with Javi Reyes of Locked On Padres and Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. Reyes will be talking about Reyes. I don't ever call him that. Javi will be talking about... The Luke Voigt, Justin Lang, Switcheroo. We'll talk about other things about baseball. And then Bryce will be on. We'll talk about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and his love for Joey Gallo. Because if you've watched our crossovers, you know he loves, loves Joey Gallo. And Abby will be back this week. And it'll be a good time. So again, subscribe to us on YouTube. Listen to us on all the podcasting platforms available because we're on every podcasting platform available and it'll be a fun time we're back to five days a week until i think january so you're gonna hear and see a lot of us we're gonna be talking yankees for the next lots of months i can't do quick math in my head so that's it for this episode of locked on yankees which is part of the locked on podcast network your team every day again i'd like to remind you we're on every single podcasting platform available including Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Make your second listen of the day Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One more thing. If you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday. Enjoy watching the Yankees in sunny Florida weather. And we will talk to you tomorrow.